What's going on, gamers? Welcome back to another episode of the Switch It Up Podcast, Season 3, Episode 28. My name is Tyler, joined as always by my co-host Colby. Uh, Colby, I see you have found yourself in the void. You have a little bit of light this time, though, uh, so glad to see we have some... Uh, At the some cost invest- of the car battery, yes. Oh, you're, you're, I was going to ask where, where that was coming from, but okay, so we're wasting taxpayer dollars. That's good. Uh, how have you been, pal? How, how, how's it going down there in, in warm Sunnyville? Oh, boy. That's, I don't think anything good has ever come from a sentence that starts with, oh, boy. Yeah, no, um, you were just lagging out there. I'm assuming you asked me how I was doing. Um, yes, I did. You know, uh, you know, the, the, the day could have gone better. Uh, just, a, just a busy, hectic day. Um, mm. you know, no, nothing really, uh. Nothing really of note happened. Um, I do want to le- I do want to start with this off the top before I forget. Um, this Saturday, uh, the boys, as in boys, uh, Samson and I, we are we're tossing our hats in the competitive ring with other podcasts. Um, <laughs> he's holding he is holding the um the bane of his being, and we are hosted by the Big Drink Energy podcast. We are competing in a Mario Kart 8 tournament with multiple other podcasts and podcasters and yeah um 7 30 p.m eastern they will be streaming on their channel go check it out drop by um it'll be about an hour long uh can't thank those guys enough for including us and we are both very excited to you know play and get to hang out with them in discord and stream and play Mario Kart and all that stuff that being said I am fucking washed. <laughs> it is bad I'm gonna need you like it is going poorly like in these Training sessions. Um, I, I played for the first time yesterday. I somehow had a free trial. I do not know how I have a free online trial, but I did. Mm. So I redeemed it. You know, I was, you know, I was in, getting my hat in the ring. You know, it was competitive. Then, you know, the Mario Kart fuckery would happen where I'd either end up in third or ninth by the end of the by the race. Today, yeah. just not good. That I wasn't even like in the mix. I wasn't close. Like I spent entire I spent entire laps in last place. Like, it very un. Colby 2019 Colby would be very disappointed but oh my I have until Saturday to shake that rust it's not going well I made us the favorites for betting odds I'm gonna have to adjust that because I I, I know you haven't played it at all I mean death but I yeah if, if I find this for us we might be in trouble so I'm gonna need you to pop that fucking cartridge in <laughs> and hit the sticks and find a build that works <laughs> I, I was planning on getting some some reps in, uh, probably tomorrow. Uh, lots of lot busy week for me. Homework has been kicking my ass. I got exams coming up, beating my ass. But I, I the fact that I even have it in my possession is is pretty is pretty good sign. Uh, shout out to my lovely girlfriend for uh, allowing me to borrow her copy. I don't actually know if I've unlocked anything on my own personal account. I don't know if I've ever played Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on my Switch account, so we'll have to see what I have to work with uh, come Saturday. But, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I mean, if you're a wash, holy fuck, we are... I, I can't even imagine what the fuck I am. If, if you're rusty, I'm I'm probably fucking... Uh, it's bad. Like usually, you, like, usually I hop on and I'm just, like, naturally good, but... I'm naturally not good anymore. Like I actually need to practice. I'm, I'm missing item. I'm, I'm spending entire laps without an item. I'm like hitting certain grass patches that I normally don't hit when I'm cutting corners. Like, 
I, the the rave while I was gone is Waluigi on the Wiggler bike. I literally hopped into a lobby <laughs> yesterday. That was the only build you being used besides oh. mine. It was all Waluigi on the Wiggler bike, and it was Daisy on my bike, which I don't remember the name of it. But yeah, I mean, I, I echo your sentiment with you know excited to be there, but whew, not 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 as easy as I thought it was gonna be. I mean, I think we're still. Are, I don't know. Is the meta still bikes? Like, are bikes still the meta? <laughs> Dude, I don't even know, like, what this Wiggler cart is. All I know is that it is in. Like, it is back, like, like crack. It is, like, joggers in 2016. They are all the way back. Jesus. Okay. Uh. Well, maybe I'll have to get some practice matches in right after this recording, but... Oh, fuck. This is, this is going to be something. I can't wait to see... I'm more interested in what the commentary on us is going to be. Like, when... Like it, I might be I might be half dead. You might do the talking for switch it up because I'm getting my second COVID shot on Friday night. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a full 24 hours is going to be enough for me to recover. Of course, of course. I mean, I can certainly try uh, to be the the mouthpiece of our podcast. I might uh, just be a corpse playing Mario Kart Saturday night. Like, who knows? But I, I'm going to be there. I'm going to give him my best effort. I just can't. I, I have to beat Brock. I, we cannot let Brock beat us. No, no, that's correct. I, that is where I'll devote most of my energy to. We'll take, that, that's a small goal. Small goal to the top. Small stepping mm-hmm. stone. Uh, and also, hell, I, I've talked about this podcast on an, a fucking internship interview. So I guess I, I'm probably qualified to talk about it. Yes, anywhere. I agree. So, I agree. I did get the internship. I didn't get the internship, by the way. So hmm. they, I, they must not have listened to the podcast if, if that's the case. Yeah, it must not have. But uh, yeah, any. Well, I guess I was gonna say any gaming with you, but you just talked about your, uh, you were grinding the cart. Any other I, gaming I coming from your schedule? Um, no, not really. I mean, I. Uh, and I can't even like say I like went back and watched some direct stuff. Um, <laughs> I have deemed Xenoblade Chronicles three a day one purchase for me, so that's another sixty dollars gone. Of Speaking course. of money wasted away, um, I did get a job today. I am hired at um Pinehurst Resort for golf. I passed. Uh, I, I passed. I, pa- I passed my drug test, so I'm officially hired there. And yeah, um, that money will be used to fund the the gaming backlog starting in March with with Kerbo and the Forgotten Land. So exciting oh. stuff coming, uh, exciting gaming stuff coming up, but nothing mm-hmm. as of right now. Let's uh, let's hope your new uh, golf course job is uh, a little more pleasant than our last one. I I, <laughs> I I imagine it will be. It's a different 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 animal. Um, a lot more notoriety here with this one. So. Mm, moving up to the big leagues, huh? That's uh, good. It really is the big leagues. But um, enough, you know, chit-chat. We got the, again, Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, hopping on Twitch, big Drink Energy podcast, come hang out with us, watch Switch It Up, kick some ass in Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. But moving on to, I, I guess I would now consider old news. Um, I, This game got a week in the spotlight, and then Nintendo Direct came and just tore it down tore down the mantle and was like okay enough of that let's get pokemon out of here and let's get the big ticket items in but it has given our our, my dear co-host tyler here enough time to complete the game in its entirety so we are now subject to 
Uh, I wouldn't say entire spoiler review. I think you're actually going to keep it pretty spoiler free. I mean, that that was kind of the question I had for it. Basically, this episode is all about me trying. To, it's going to be a review of Legends Arceus. In, it's in, the pitch. In, in full. It's going to be a bit of a pitch to Colby to see if I can actually get him to buy this game. Since, it, uh, as if you've been listening, that has been a point of contention as to this game seems to be everything Colby wants. Why doesn't he want to get it? So uh, we're going to see if I can. And he said, I think on the record, I think on the record. This it is, is on the record. That if I came on this podcast and, and said Legends Arcus was good, he would hear me out. So we're going to test that theory today. Uh, see if I'm a man our, of my word. I will hear you out. See if our good co-host turns into a hypocrite today. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that was the first question I had for you. Like at this point, it was hard enough to avoid spoilers when the game wasn't even released yet. It's going to be virtually impossible for you to avoid spoilers now. So what do you want? Do you want a spoiler review? How spoiler review do you want it? Or do you want a mostly non-spoiler review? I've told you what I know, right? You've told me you saw a few Pokemon designs. That's about it. Yeah, that's all I know. Like, I don't know really any big... I don't know anything about the plot. I don't know anything about, like, what happens during the game. I've seen gameplay of the game, like, as far as, like, you know, combat and how it works with the overworld and stuff like that. But other than that, I I know nothing about, like, what happens, what's going to happen, um, all that stuff. So, I mean... Uh, you don't have to like spoil the big ticket stuff in case we have anyone listening who doesn't who's in my shoes or hasn't completed it yet. But I mean, if you want to sprinkle in some minor ones here and there, that's fine with me. All right, all right. So we'll say right now that it's uh, a mostly non-spoiler review, but don't be surprised if a, if a couple things spick spick through the cracks. Are you prepared right. to give it a score? Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm prepared. All right. Well, take, uh, I mean, you know me. Away. I'm I'm pretty optimistic on this stuff. It probably won't change from the last preemptive score I gave it. Uh, but how I might even change my scoring opinion on it as we review. So. Okay. Well, Tyler, uh, the floor is yours. Yeah. So Legends Arceus. Uh, this game had a lot to do. Uh, this game was, I mean, as most Pokemon games are, relentlessly. Uh, you know, criticized for every single little detail of the trailers and the footage that we got pre-release. You know, pretty much every Pokemon game does that now. Sometimes it's not without justification, a la the wild area trees. PNGs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, we've talked about this many times on the podcast. We feel like that is more like... It's just weird how that part of the game looks like that where everything else looks very like the towns and the roots yeah very passable look very visibly like well and then this it looks like it was almost like a rush job but anyway we had we had your normal comments like that the game looks like a gamecube game uh such and such uh but there was a lot of i remember when it was first revealed there was oh my god the hype was tangible Mm-hmm. Getting to see, you know, the first open world Pokemon game, especially coming off the heels of, because BDSP and this were announced in the same, uh, in the same direct, almost a year, same almost, Pokemon almost a year ago, exactly. Yeah, so you know the, the hype was crazy. There's so much Sinnoh, like there, there is so much Sinnoh going on right now, like it, it, it's insane. Like we got BDSP, we got Legends Arceus, it, it, it's crazy how much celebration. Gen 5's next baby. Hope uh, maybe I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm of the opinion that they might just stop doing remakes, but it, I mean, if it makes the money like it is, they probably won't. 
Oh, yeah, this game's selling plenty fine. Yeah, I mean, what was it? It was like Taco was like, what was the tweet he made about these two games? It was like, BDSP is a is a remake of Diamond and Pearl, and then Legends Arceus is the Diamond and Pearl remake. Yeah, something like that. And Yeah, you know, so, something along those point. lines where, like, you know, BDSP is literally just redoing the exact same thing Diamond and Pearl did, but... Legends Arceus is the one that's like re- yeah. like reinventing a lot of the uh, the stuff about Sinnoh that we liked. Yeah, already uh, number 18 on the Nintendo Switch charts. And that was updated over two weeks ago, so I'm willing to bet it is yeah. shit. I mean, is it a stretch to say it's top 10? <laughs> I mean, I've seen a BDSP's lot... BDSP's 9! Like, I mean, like it's crazy. Yeah, I know. It, it's nuts. I've seen a lot of people... Uh, say that this is the best Pokemon game they've ever made. 5, 8, 9, and 18 are Pokemon games on the top Switch charts. I mean, it's it's Pokemon. It's pretty much always been this way. Yeah, and they'll probably get all four of those games in the top 10 if I had to put my money on it. So. Yeah, I mean, I hope Legends Arceus does because... It will. It, it's hard for me to say if it's the best Pokemon game because I feel like that opinion is a little skewed because... This is the first time in so goddamn long that we've just gotten something really new. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's I've, I've seen that a lot, too, of, like, this is the best Pokemon game. I get it's technically a quote-unquote main series, main line game, but can you really compare it to the games on the Game Boy and the DS? And can you really compare it to that? Like, you've played it, obviously, so I'm genuinely asking. I think you can. It does enough the same to where it's like, yeah, this is mainline Pokemon. Like, this this should fit in that category. Uh, is, but Isn't the main premise different, though? Aren't you more of a researcher than a trainer? Yeah, but it, it's almost like the origin of a lot of the concepts we we enjoy in the regular games, you know? It, it is mm-hmm. different, but just the fact that it's a different premise doesn't mean that it can't be a mainline, I don't think. Uh, but... Yeah, back to what I was saying. I think the big uh, the big reason that people are, or at least one of the big reasons that there's such a huge honeymoon phase for this game right now, uh, or at least there are just so many people making these crazy, like, well, not crazy. They're pretty well-founded, but these claims that this is, like, the best Pokemon game ever made is just the fact that we've been stuck with, like, the same thing for so, so long years. I mean, sure, there were spinoffs that gave us a break, but... Never something that really, really, like, pushed the Pokemon formula that everyone obviously loves because everyone keeps buying the games. Yep. But changing it in in a really, like, you know, they had to take risks with this. Yeah, I mean, you kind of had to... I mean, I think it's fair to say this. They kind of had to abandon the, like, okay, nostalgia's gonna sell. Uh, this wasn't nostalgia. This was something completely different. And, I mean, there... There's definitely nostalgia components, but yeah. like, like just there's the a way lot you would look at it. Yeah, just the way you just the way you look at it from a, 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 a naked eye view, you're like, oh, this is completely different from what I know as Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just really ref- it's a very refreshing experience to play through because you're discovering so much that they changed that you wouldn't really necessarily think needed changing, but they did it anyway. You know, they it seemed like the the team really experimented with all sorts of new things, like how 
different moves work, how, you know, battling act, how just battling in general is done, how it's engaged, how many Pokemon you can have in a single fight. You know, it's, 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 it's amazing. You know, it's, it's very <laughs> freeing and, and open feeling. Mm-hmm. Taking that, you know, Pokemon formula, you know, t- getting your six, getting those six boys and girls that, <laughs> you know, those six creatures on your team, gang. you know, you're, you're going out and your cat, they, uh, it's almost like, cause there's a very big emphasis on catching Pokemon, like catching a large amount of Pokemon in this game. So it's very much like Pokemon go or Pokemon let's go feeling in that particular aspect. Yeah, from what I know, they do a good job of, like, making the Pokemon different sizes. Obviously, you have different IVs for them, so they do a good job of, like, making that a main emphasis. Yeah, they, like, uh, they just make catching a bunch of Pokemon feel really rewarding, you know? Like, before, like, in Go and... It's not really in the main games. Yeah, like, in Let's like, I Go, guess main games, but... you would say, like, well, you're rewarded for catching a large amount of the same Pokemon, and Go as well, but Go, it's more... It makes more sense because it's, you know, because just of the gameplay that it is. But there's no there's no wild battle mechanic. You know, I, so yeah. Yeah, I never really found the the use for catching like literally double digits of the same Pokemon for any reason. But this come game, think, come think of it, I definitely did that in like Let's Go. I caught like 50 chances. I don't know why, but I did. Yeah, I I don't know why, but this this game is the first one, first mainline game I think. Because even in Let's Go, like I didn't have to catch like. A bunch of every Pokemon. I caught like one of each. But in this game, it makes it like a priority. Like you need, in order to, you know, progress in, in levels and stuff, you need to catch and, and fill out fill out pages of the Pokedex. You need to, or the fastest way to do that at least, is to catch multiple of the same Pokemon. And they make it feel super fun. You know what I mean? Like it, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't think that I have a really good, I'd, I'd have an enjoyable time of doing that. But the way that they... You know, have Pokemon out in the open world, and the way that they have you interact with them and catch them, and you know that that itself is its own challenge outside of battling is catching Pokemon without battling them. I was I was about to ask, like, does that mechanic of not having to engage in a battle with every Pokemon you catch does that make it more enjoyable? Oh my god, dude, it's such a good feeling, honestly. Just catching like you, it, not having to worry about like potentially killing it. Yeah, or like when you like see, they, they just make it all so so much faster like battles now like that's huge that's something the ds and other games that they struggled like the pacing can be really slow yeah like the battles right like instead of you know battle theme you know (laughs) the sprites slowly come in your the enemy pokemon does a growl you do a growl after you have to see your sprite throw out a pokeball and then you can fight you know but in this it's like you throw your pokeball at the pokemon and then boom, you're in the battle right now. Like the like the little music starts, and then you're in, and it's so That's fast. Big. And like even like you can do so much at the same time, you know? Can you like, like run around uh, shit while your Pokemon's fighting? Yes, you can. You can run around while your Pokemon's fighting. Uh, you can you know you can throw a bunch of Pokeballs in succession and just turn around and run and just you know go do something else while those Pokemon are being caught. Uh, even just just the the multitasking feeling just running around and finding all these Pokemon and, you know, gathering resources with your Pokemon at the same time. It's just all so fast and snappy and, and very responsive to your, to your actions in the world. Uh, it, it just feels, 
it's, it's, it's a hard feeling to describe. I, I had it written down uh, that it was hard to describe this stuff, but I hope I'm getting the gist across of what I'm talking about. It just feels so so snappy and quick, and it, it feels like you're making progress all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because you know, just the nature of Pokemon is that there's so many, so many of the damn things. Uh, obviously, there's no national decks in this game. Uh, you don't have every single Pokemon available. But is it just called the Pokedex? It is called the Pokedex, yes. Uh, it is still called the Pokedex, but it's honestly just it's just a notebook, you know? Like it's it, there's no like digital anything in this game. That's it's funny that the Rotom that the Arceus phone and the notebook Pokedex exist in the same world. Yeah, it's I mean the Arc the Arc phone is something completely different. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a whole a other name. beast. But yeah, just just the way they did the Pokedex in this game. Like it makes it so that you can get really lost in this game uh it, it is very much monster hunter-esque in mm-hmm. where you have a hub village that you always go to after missions and expeditions and such and there are diff and there are i think there are five different individual open areas open environments to, that you go to five different locales you can go and explore uh in issue, and i was afraid at the beginning that they might feel empty uh that you know, like they're they're big, but I felt like you know there might not be enough stuff in them to warrant exploration. Yeah, uh, I was pleasantly surprised that I was wrong. Uh, there aren't some areas are more like landmark heavy than others. Like there, these are like landmarks. Like there are places to go and to look at and to see. But some of the other areas. The, I'm trying to think of like Sinnoh landmark areas. And, uh, well, there are many returning, and you get to see them like that's in their why, full that's why, yeah, 3D that. glory. Uh, in the olden times, and it's amazing. Uh, and they're tied into the story, so there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of nostalgia. There's a reason they, to go there, yeah. Yeah, but like the the way that they respect and this, they they put so like these little details in that tie into the greater lore of of Pokemon and just the lore of Sinnoh itself uh, is just amazing. Like the, the, not a lot is seemed to be like pulled out of like just pulled out of thin air. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it's just cool to see Sinnoh recontextualized in this way. Uh, but yeah, as I was saying with the environments uh, in the areas where they're not like, like landmarks isn't the reason for you to explore. It's the different Pokemon that you will find in these different areas that makes you venture out. Uh, because in this game, they seem they they put a pretty damn good care into putting into pairing Pokemon with their actual natural environments. Obviously, some Pokemon are so outlandish that they shouldn't really fit in any environment. But in general, they do a good job of just putting Pokemon in reasonable places, having certain places where this type of Pokemon will always be there. And you, you know, that's, that's a landmark in your mind. Now, now you know that that is where you find this Pokemon, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And it really does make it rewarding to explore. And like I said, just the way that they made the Pokedex where instead of you just catch one species of that Pokemon and the Pokedex is filled out, you have to catch multiple, you need to go out. Uh, there are research tasks. You don't have to complete all of them to get a full Pokedex. Like good job. You have this Pokemon complete now. Uh, you can, I think, I think doing every single research task for every single Pokemon is like the super end game. Like Hestu's gift. There's some, yeah, it's basically the, 
Like there's there's some the super Koroks secret reward at the end. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I assume that's what it is. But uh, it's, it's it's Hestu's gift. Like his yeah. every game, it's just Hestu. He shows up and gives you. <laughs> I seats. I hope not. That would suck. But uh, yeah, the Pokedex is like research levels. Uh, you don't need to do every single research task for that Pokemon to complete their dex entry. Uh, but you have to do a certain amount of them. Uh, every Pokemon has, like, you know, catch this many of this species and defeat this many of this species. But other times, some Pokemon have some unique ones. Like, you have seen it use this move this many times. Mm-hmm. And that can be either you battling them and them using that move against you or you catching that Pokemon and using that move against others. Uh, and there's times you've given it food by throwing berries near it to lure them over and to eat it. Uh, there are times that you've caught Pokemon at certain points of day, uh, depending on what it is. Like there, there's one challenge where like for Zubat, you have to catch them during the day, which is actually kind of challenging because they will despawn very quickly when morning comes and there because there's a day night cycle in this game mm-hmm. uh, and and each Pokemon like it's not the same for every Pokemon you know like there there are differences in the research tasks that you can do like say like a, a like gastrodon I think is like there it has a unique one where it's like defeat well not a unique one but it has one that's different from a lot of others it's like defeat this Pokemon with uh, grass type attacks specifically. A number defeated with this with this attack, uh, so it's fun to multitask. Like how many chal- how many different uh, research tasks can you stack on top of each other in this one Pokemon encounter? You know, mm-hmm. like oh, Starly has you know number defeated, but also number defeated with Rock type move. So if I defeat this one with a Rock type move, it will count for both categories, and that will work towards the research level. So. Again, just the multitasking feel of this game and the feeling of always progressing, you can just get lost in it, you know? Yeah. Like, I know my friend, uh, every time you complete a certain amount of the Pokedex, you will go up in a in a rank in the Galaxy organization that you're a part of. Uh, he got to, like, there's only 10 ranks, and he got to, like, rank 6 before even doing, like, the first major boss fight of the game. That's how <laughs> crazy you can go with this. Like, you can just go forget the main story and just do your Pokedex if you want to. Uh, And upgrading the Pokedex, or upgrading your rank and doing more stuff in the Pokedex allows you access to more items and more uh, more areas to explore. So it just, it compounds on itself in a really satisfying way. There's the feeling of progression and that you are accomplishing a, a bunch of things very quickly. You just, it's just a really good feeling, you know? Yeah. And then you get to go to new areas, and then suddenly you have you can do it all over again for a new area, for a new Pokemon. And you know some Pokemon act in different ways. Uh, Starly, for instance, will run from you. They won't even try to attack you. They'll just run. Bidoof uh, will come trotting right up to you and just be curious, so you can catch them. You can just easily. throw balls at them until you catch them. But I mean, like, on on Twitter, Dialga smacks everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's fun to like, cause you can throw out your Pokemon and you can just interact with them. He rocks Shaman in the video yeah, I saw. No, they they do their attack animations sometimes for like interact animations. So. And the caption's always like, no, like, yeah, no, no. yeah. I've seen a Hippowdon eat Shaman. 
which is a fun one. The very good meme game, by the way. Very good. Oh, I was about to say, like, the this game, like, meme-wise, probably the best Pokemon game ever. Like, yeah. there was one, oh, my God. Well, it was a bunch of Rowlets looking at the camera, and then, like, at the last second, a Gastrodon, like, ran across the screen looking at the camera. I was, like, crying yep. laughing. Yeah, it, it, it's great. I, If you can't tell, this game is very good, uh, in my opinion. I was but, a fan. Yeah, uh, like I was saying, with, with Shinx, for instance... They will they will attack you. And when a Pokemon is enraged and trying to attack you, you can't just throw a Pokeball at it. You have to battle it or get out of its sight and then try to throw until you're until the meter uh, until it can't detect you anymore. And then you can throw a Pokeball at it. I have breaking news. What's that? Um, in March 2023, it's going to be no longer possible to make eShop purchases yeah. for the Wii U and Nintendo 3DS. So I'm sorry to all of our hardcore gamers out there. Yeah. I saw End that. of an era. End of an era. Definitely end of an era. It was already getting to be that when like they shut down the the, the Wii servers and all that. But yeah, we're, we're moving on. You know, the past is left behind sometimes, and then gets really expensive if it Pokemon games or anything to to go by. Speaking of, continue. Yeah, of course, but yeah, just the the different way Pokemon behave also adds another layer of complexity to it, and it's just. Uh, <laughs> He's gotta love sorry. the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. That'll 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 be cut definitely. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so I think I've made my case for the gameplay. Uh, it's just super fun, and there's just so many. Again, like, that's not even going into very deeply the battle mechanics themselves. Like these guys have changed how so many different aspects work. Like they've changed how statuses work. They've changed. Uh, we talked about that already. Uh, off camera they've changed how certain moves work they've changed how turn order works and speed and they have completely speed done is like the sole determinant to turn order right yeah it well it, it's different things like if you it's not like if you have a pokemon that's so much faster than another pokemon it's just gonna attack you, over they just over. don't get to attack uh, that'd be funny but, though yeah uh the most i the most turns i've gotten before another pokemon has moved is three uh, that, that's, that's usually enough that's, that's usually for enough blazingly fast pokemon though so uh not always the case but yeah you also have the agile and strong style move yep. uh, versions of moves so yep, strong is you know more more power or more effect you can do like strong style status moves too like that's if nice. you do if you do strong style hypnosis uh it will increase accuracy to 90 percent, and it'll be they will be sleep asleep or they will be drowsy because that's the new word for sleep uh, they'll be drowsy for longer periods, but if you do agile, uh, you'll get to move quicker. Like you won't have to worry about not being able to move for a certain amount of accuracy. Turns, but it keeps the base accuracy, and they're also not as asleep or not you, you, asleep for as long. You definitely strike me as a strong style. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I usually keep hypnosis on a bulky Pokemon. That way, even if it gets hit like twice before it gets to move, it can at least hopefully take the hit. But yeah, this game is like always on set. By the way, like there's no switch. Like, this um, game is hard. Like, this game of, is very challenging. I prefer that. Uh, especially near the end. Like, holy shit. I told you about this post-game thing that I was doing that took me fucking forever. Uh, and it was something else. But I'm glad for it. Like, I'm glad that challenge is there. It it was it felt so good to finally defeat it. But, yeah, I already talked about some just some little quality of life things. Like, you can, throw out, you can just throw out your Pokemon anywhere you want. And just hang out with them. And and like that's such and it's so it's just it feels like such a small thing but it's so big 
Like you can just have your whole team out and just chill out with them. If you throw a team member near another team member, they'll interact and like, you know, kind of make sounds at each other. It, it's not super sophisticated. Uh, it, but, listen, it's something that the other games don't have, which yeah, goes it, a long way. It, it's something nice. Like they didn't have to do that, but it, it's awesome. And uh, what else is there? What else I have? That 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 was pretty much everything for the. Uh, the, the the major gameplay stuff yeah, it just like feels gameplay and life and it feels good and like even traversal when you get like the ride pokemon uh even traversal is just so so fun uh the again the, the world isn't as empty as i thought it was going to be so it was just a welcome surprise to be able to go around every corner and really be excited to see what i find you know yeah uh and it, it felt really good to do that and and the the regions of Hisui are sufficiently distinct, so it's not like, oh, I'm going through the same five fields, like every single open land. Uh, you have, you know, you have your plains, you have your forests, you have your swamp lands. Like, they actually try to mirror the climate of Sinnoh in the regions that you go to, which is awesome, because you know, like, oh, this place will eventually become this in the future. Yep. And, you know, so on and so forth. So, super cool uh, for for the setting and the gameplay. It, it just works. Uh, I'll quickly mention graphics before I go on to, like, plot and story, because, yeah, this game doesn't, like, if you put this game next to, like, an Odyssey or a Breath of the Wild, like, the max of what the Switch can do, they really didn't, like, it it, it does not hold up to them. Definitely not. But, but, I mean, from the sounds of it, it doesn't take away from anything. No, it, it really doesn't. Uh, I didn't even really start looking, like, critically at it until way into the game, because I never really noticed it. Like, there are... Textures are can be pretty blurry and pixely sometimes. Not in the fact that they haven't loaded yet, but like that's just how they are. Yeah, no, so uh, no, it's loaded. <laughs> yeah, and and some of the, you know, some of when you go really close to an object, you're like, okay, yeah, this doesn't look great. But you know, we we have been very vocal propagators of graphics does not need to make a game if it's fun. You know. Yeah. Like, the, like if the fun value of a game like is sufficiently high graphics don't need to matter at all and no this, this game i will confidently say i could not give a shit about the graphics that they went for here because it's so fun i think uh i think what helps too is that the art style also fits the world unlike bdsp where you have like these serious moments and these two foot eight characters who are just blocks where in this game i'm guessing the more serious moments you know you still have your adult character styles and like it matches the tone of what they're going for yeah yeah and you know, it's the environments look a little rough around the edges, but the characters—I don't know. It—it's all. Do the consi- Pokemon look good? Yeah, the Pokemon look very good. They—they uh, they look good, but it's all consistent. You know what I mean? Like it's not like a Sword and Shield situation where everything looks good except for this one very obvious sore thumb wild area sticking out. Yeah, no, uh, consistency is key when it comes to stuff like that. But yeah, I feel like that consistency, you know, helped to like, oh, help me not to like notice or focus on it as much. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like that is the general consensus for most rationally minded people who talk about this game uh, is that the graphics overall are not super great. Uh, but the consistency and, you know, it, it, them, not, them not being actually complete garbage or anything, you know, it, it's good. It's passable. And the rest of the game makes up for it immensely. Uh, That's good. But yeah, Pokemon and character models themselves look good. I don't know. It almost feels it almost feels like a stylistic choice. 
like I found myself like sometimes going over this. I'm like, this all seems like a an almost style thing, but when you get close to something and see the pixely stuff, it's like, okay, maybe not, but I'll, I'm just going to think of it that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, graphics, I, I, for any of you, do not let that be a deciding factor for you getting this game. It is worth it. Too and late. It, it makes up for it. Stop. You had, no, you said, hey. No, I'm not talking about me. I'm saying like the people that you're talking to, they've already. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, well, God. some the, the people who do make it a deciding factor, like, who cares about that? <laughs> Listen, the PNG tree is funny. Like, I know it doesn't look it great. It's it's still funny. It <laughs> it's the first the thing. The ocarina of time tree is. Yeah. Like it, when we had Brock on, it was like the first thing you talked about. You're like, son of a bitch. There you are. The PNG yeah. tree. He's back. Yeah, for for sure. But it's nice to see that that species survived from early ages of the Sui <laughs> all true. the way to the. It's an ancient the, breed. It exactly, is. exactly. Yeah, I respect history. They they migrated all the way to Galar, but. <laughs> yeah, let. Didn't, I, didn't we say last time that like it'd just be funny if like in every Pokemon game from here on out they just made a reference to a PNG tree and just put one in the game somewhere? They probably they might. I mean, Game Freak isn't known for spending too much time on graphics. No, they're days, definitely so. keeping those assets. Yeah, for sure, but. Let's talk about story. And yeah, please. I mean, this is where I've seen the most critiques. Some people are like complaining about the writing. Yeah, it it was a roller coaster for that story, to be honest. It was uh, the first like huge swing at like a story driven game, I would argue. I mean, black and white, black and white I, too. You're gonna say, I mean, you come on. I, I mean, like maybe even I mean, Sun and Moon could be argued too. But like like we, but like we ahead, both we both said that like this game is different, and I'm guessing that's in every aspect, like the way the characters interact with each other and like the the, the overall mm-hmm. story. I mean, the biggest critiques I've seen for this game stem from the writing. I mean, people have just said like, yeah, you know, like they tried, and I appreciate the fact they tried, but it's it doesn't land all the time. Which, you know, I, again, I'm gonna have to defer to you on this one. I, I don't know, cause I didn't play it, but yeah, Game Freak Dead definitely has written some. They've written some bangers. They've written some good stuff. Yeah, they've written one masterpiece and a lot of respectable stuff. Yeah, it. some aspects of the story I like more than others. Uh, it's not always a consistent trip, but what they did is... I, I warmed up to it a lot over the course, and it, got, it, it only got better as the game progressed. Like, it that never regressed. Good. It always built on top of it, and it kept making the story better uh especially the end parts like holy shit so like it, it's awesome like it those like, land like th- what the game builds up to definitely lands and in the end that can make like a lot of the other stuff that happened up no that to carries it. a lot of weight for sure yeah yeah so like the thing that they were the stuff that they set up like for the big stuff to happen that lands uh, and honestly, I mean, you know me, I'm not one to really fuss over it too much. And there was never like any lines of dialogue, at least not that I can recall sticking out as openly bad. Uh, it, it all seemed pretty consistent. There's definitely a more mature tone to this game. Uh, some people are blowing it out of proportion, like, whoa, like this game is yeah, so much I, darker than the rest. Yeah, but, like, it definitely too. is not. It is definitely very on par for Pokemon tones. But... Just it's a little just, more serious. It it gets to that like black and white, more serious tone. At the yeah, that's where that's where they're at their best historically. Yeah, at, at the moments where it counts, and it, it it's really good. Like Game Freak is always because you I think we talked about this recently. Uh, the 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 characters themselves more than the plot is more important 
to more than the premise of the story itself, how the characters interact within that framework with each mm-hmm. other. That is what makes the story. That's what you remember. Good. Yeah, I would rather see I would rather see the characters interact with each other in a fun and joyful and you know manner that fits the story versus yeah. like a really good story. I don't know if that's in the minority on that, but like that's what I'm hoping out of Three Hopes. That's yeah. why I want out Age of Calamity, like those types of games. So and again, like I've seen a lot of positive stuff as far as the character interaction goes between the two main protagonists. Yeah, I mean, there's no deep, there's no deep like themes, like nothing that hasn't been done before is what I'm saying. Yeah, like. Nothing original. Obviously, again, every story has themes and you know morals and things like that. But there's nothing like super profound that is being said here. That being said, there are like the characters. We know Game Freak. They they usually like to go quantity a little more quantity over quality for characters. Agreed. Uh, you know they make a lot of really cool looking characters, and you know they Funny have enough, they. <laughs> Funny enough, the one game that didn't do that was Black and White, and what do you know? <laughs> yeah, of course. But I mean, the gym leaders, right? Like they're yeah, they're always like unique characters, but they don't always have a lot of personality in the games where they are released. Uh, the good right. thing about Pokemon is that you can bring them back in different things, and then like make li- like flesh them out just a little bit each time. Yeah, in a different in, in different ways, different games. Whether it's a uh, Masters, like Masters is doing a great job of that. Yeah, Masters like that. definitely adds to that for sure. Uh, this game, like. The, all the most of the characters you meet, like they have definite arcs. You know, they're nothing like story-wide spanning. Some of them are. Some of them are major ones. Actually, do have some discernible like arcs and pretty good character development, to be honest, in, in my opinion. Uh, but even like the smaller characters, like they have very moving stories. Uh, there are some in particular that I'm like, wow, I that is very like moving. You know, it it, it feels important it feels like i should care it like it makes i care about these characters that i'm interacting with uh you know none of them are you know i i don't know it's hard to it's it's hard for me to uh organize my opinions about this because i'm trying to compare it to like other pokemon games uh but i'm fine i'm having a hard trouble i'm having a hard time doing so but yeah long story short like the the characters are very likable. Game Freak usually doesn't have a hard time making a character likable, but no. you know, there are there are a lot more. There's a lot more development than in this. Even even in your main character, there's just a tad, just a little bit, which is pretty unprecedented for Game Freak. I mean, there are some like again the more story driven games like Sun and Moon and Black and White delve into the character the player character just a tiny bit, uh, but. Ironically, this game made me feel this a lot of the same things I felt playing Mystery Dungeon. Oh God! All like, right, well, move over. Parkold Soul Silver is number two. <laughs> like there are some. It's interesting. Some of the mirrors that I can see from that game to this game. It it that is it's interesting. interesting. Just in the in in the themes that this game carries. Like there are some beats where I'm like I can almost remember like this. This happened kind of in the Mystery Dungeon games, just in a little bit of a different uh, lens, obviously. Uh, but... A girl vial walked through a portal at Mount Cornette. No, I'd cry. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> a girl vial cameo. That was like best game ever. Yeah, seriously. But no, it's... I don't know, man. It, it's good. Like, his... Uh, it, it, it's hard to explain without spoiling. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't, and I do want you to get this game because I think you would like it. I do. Like, I, I didn't know. I was with you. I did not know going into it if, like, yeah, this is something that we well, would yeah, like. Yeah. You know, just because we like Breath of the Wild doesn't, and Pokemon doesn't mean that we would like an open world Pokemon game. But I, I think they really stuck it on the execution. Like, this it's, it, it really works. Like, people are already clamoring for more for more Legends games like this in the future. Rock wanted to make this a new standard. I mean, I don't think they'll ever make this the new standard. At least not the battling part. No, because... but I think I think it can get the um what did I say? Like like a let's go new snap treatment where like maybe every couple of years we get a mm-hmm. game like this. I don't know. I don't want it to, I want I it to mean, be a lot more. It's, it's gonna it's gonna be hard to do it's gonna be hard to do. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to do another Pokemon origin story. Like if this is your big Pokemon origin story, like I don't really know where you take that from here. It's not really a Pokemon origin story. It's more of a Sinnoh. Like, everything is mostly self-contained to Sinnoh. There are lots of references to the wider Pokemon world, so it doesn't feel like it's just a closed circuit, which is nice. Yeah, I know, but like, uh, you can't do this with each region. If, if you're maybe, like, not, okay, maybe not here, as grandiose. The, yeah, like, Sinnoh has a lot of, like, gods. And, actually, like, never mind. The background story of Hunk could be pretty interesting. But, like, yeah. you know, there, there's there's a lot of potential, but, like, I just don't... You teeter on the line of, like, okay, we've literally told the same story in a different game where it's like, okay, here's the background story of Hoenn. Here's the background story of Johto. Like, I don't know how often you can do that. It's Pokemon. Yeah, they sure. can do whatever they want, but, like, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, they could... I feel like they could make this work in a... In a modern day setting, if they, you know, not all these Legends games have to be uh, so far in the past or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I, I could see it happening. Like, Hoenn could definitely be interesting, especially, you know, going into the Legends of, you know, the Weather Trio fucking everything up all the time. Uh, ooh, excuse me. Um, That'd be really cool to see that original scene of Rayquaza descending from the heavens and being yeah, like, it, shut the fuck up and just parting the Red Sea <laughs> and telling them to go away. I mean, if they did, uh, if they did Hoenn's origin story, it'd be well, interesting yeah, we, to see if we we could see Zinnia's like ancestors. The Drakonids, like, yeah. yeah. It'd be interesting to see though if they went with the Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire origin or like Ruby Sapphire Ruby Sapphire origin, because Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire's got them like is deeply connected to Mega Evolution, so they'd have to bring that back. You'd put that in the Mega Evolution world, yeah. I think that'd be really cool to see. I mean, I think Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire has a lot more to work with than. Agreed. Uh, that's just that's just that's just a, that's just because of the time it was released. Yeah, I mean, because Sinnoh just lends itself so easily to like expansive lore, you know. Hundred mm-hmm. like, percent. Like there are very like, historical. The legendary Pokemon of that region are actual gods. Aren't they? Aren't they the Creation Trio? Is another name? <laughs> Yeah, the creation. Well, I'm not sure if that's like the official name, but that's what the fans have mostly called them. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm willing to I'm willing to um, concede that if you have the god of space and time in your in your trio, you you, you can have creation. Yeah, I mean, Sinnoh's just all Sinnoh's like big through line is always like looking into the past and like yeah, you know, yeah, it, it's very historic. Is, it's very historically driven. Yeah, like Cynthia is like a ruin hunter. You have a whole Canalave library full of myths of Pokemon, yeah. myths and legends. Uh, some of which are men- are are kind of referenced in this game. You have lakes. Um, you have the lakes there with the. I was about to say you have the little origins of human emotion. Yeah, as it's, Pokemon. <laughs> it's like, true. You do. Sinnoh has some pretty like, whoa, okay, buddy, legendary. It's like they're they're a little like. Whoa, take it easy, man. Off the chart, yeah. Yeah, Not, definitely. Like Hoenn's got like, 
it's almost like the Hoens are just like walking natural disasters. So it'd be interesting to see. Like, no, literally. Yeah. Plus Antioxus. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see like a region where you're just under constant threat of complete annihilation. That's so funny. No, that would, I think that's, that'd be the next game they have to do is Helen. I need to see that. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> we just survived a, a potential earthquake up tomorrow. Tsunami could, could happen yeah. any day now. Uh, now what they could do is they could do like alternate timeline, you know, like alternate timeline versions of the games, right? Yeah. Like I, I saw something pictures like post-apocalyptic, like Unova games where Kai, like how you roams free and freezes everything. Oh my god, that'd be sick. How cool, right? That'd be uh, really cool. You know, Unova has some stuff because you have the like the original dragon and all that stuff, and the Kingdom yeah. War, which would be really cool. Yeah, the uh, X and Y has the. Uh, has the again the great Pokemon War and the ultimate weapon and things like that. So Kalos could be cool. Sun and Moon has like all the wormholes and shit. So Sun and Moon has the ancient history when the Ultra Beasts first came. Yeah, because I think technically Solgaleo and Lunala are they're not Ultra Beasts per se, but they're just a species of Pokemon that yeah. kind of make their home and all. And you have Necrozma. He's terrifying. And yeah, Necrozma for sure. Like maybe like the. Ultra Megalopolis is like the the alternate dimension that you go in to fight Ultra Necrozma and Sun and Moon. So, hell, we could have a whole game set maybe in that dimension with those yeah. people. Uh, and you could have like completely different Pokemon because one of the Ultra Beasts that you get in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon is called Poipole. And it's said that it's common. It's a common starter Pokemon in that alternate dimension. So you could have like just completely off the rails like a different Pokemon setup for that. Yeah, game. you have a lot of ways to take it. Yeah, but th- this is all speculation. What I'm no, saying working, is no, that this game has this. really left an impact where people are now speculating on this, you know? Yeah. And it's just so... It's just so cool. Like, I'm sure you'll see a shit ton of fan art on Twitter. I already have. It looks great. About, about all the characters and such. I mean, uh, the, I can't get over the Moist Critical Typhlosion video. That, that makes me laugh every time I see it. Yeah, of course you have a ton of new Hisuian forms of Pokemon, some that you have no idea about. <laughs> it's just like yeah, I imagine th- like some that just completely blindsided me, like some of the Hisuian forms because we did not see them at all in the trailers, which is awesome. I, I love that feeling of discovery of finding all these new forms. Arceus wasn't out. in any of the trailers. I don't think he was. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. I mean, except I, I, I'm willing to concede. I think he's in this game, but. Jury's still out. He is in this game. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. He's in the game. All right. Um, I, I can't. I can't really. You. Say you more. win, everyone. You win. Who told me he'd be in the game? You all He's win. In the game. But what else is there to talk about, man? Uh, this game has gotten everyone in such a in such a frenzy. Like everyone wants more. I do definitely want more. I haven't been playing it. For a little bit, I have completed the story and everything, but uh, I still have to complete the Pokédex. Uh, you know, this 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 game is ushered ushered in a new era of shiny hunting as well. The way that works is is a little different. Oh jeez, I can't even imagine. Uh, what, what I, a good change is they they have completely thrown out Ivies and Eevees for this game. Oh, uh, that's, there there are like they're called different. effort levels, and they they're much more streamlined in this game than the other games which is great uh you just use like certain items to like incrementally increase a certain stat and then once you use a certain amount of a a single item on a stat 
you can't use the item anymore. You have to use like a, a better version of that item, and it kind of compounds on itself until you get like a maxed out stat. You can't just max it all in one go or anything. But the way they do it is a lot more straightforward and not as crazy complicated as as the Pokemon games. IVs are a thing of the past. Uh, there are no held items or abilities either for Pokemon. So that that alone completely switches up like how battles work. Like levitate Pokemon are not safe from Earthquake anymore. Actually, Earthquake isn't even a move in this game. I don't think. Damn. Uh, that's another thing. A lot of like the move selection has changed, and I think what some Pokemon can and can't learn has changed. The way that your Pokemon can learn moves change. Like you'll like this. Uh, I will say this. I don't. I think this might be a little bit of a spoiler, but it might be an incentive. Okay. Uh, so when a Pokemon learns a move it doesn't automatically have to forget another one. So basically, you have a whole pool of moves that your Pokemon learns that you can swap out on the fly. Like, you don't need to go to anyone. That's definitely helpful. you You just go into your party, click on a Pokemon, and you can change their moves for their entire move pool. And it yeah, that, like, that's something yeah. that should stick around, I think. Heart like, skills oh, are a pain in the ass. Oh, I'm going up against this, like... I have, uh, my starter was Rala, so I have a Decidueye now. Can't Cyndaquil, uh, like, learn Aerial Ace? Like, can't... <laughs> a lot of things can learn Aerial Ace in this game. It's kind of the de facto flying move that doesn't do recoil. Is actually Aerial Ace. Okay. Uh, at least for physical attack- attackers. Air Slash uh, obviously still exists. But, yeah, like, I have a Decidueye, and I was going up against, uh, like, a Pokemon that didn't have much for, but... It knew Shadow Claw, like it, in its pool of moves they could choose from, it knew Shadow, Shadow Claw. So Claw, yeah. I just switched it out for like Aerial Ace, and then I switched it back after the battle was done. Like you can do a lot of prep, you can do prep work for individual battles without having to go. Again, it streamlines it, it makes things super fast. Like you don't have to fly back to the move reminder to get one of your moves back, and you don't That's have to pay helpful. anything, to, and you don't have to pay anything to do it either. You just literally switch it in your menu, and then you're good. Uh, it, it's just so good. And the way that stat drops work also changed, where there aren't multiple levels of stat drop anymore. It's just one level, you're at, your defenses are lowered or your offenses are lowered. And it happens at, at the same time. Is there no special defense and special attack? No, no, there is. Oh, okay. But if, like, if any, like, moves that debuff either one of those stats will now just debuff both of them. Oh, same same for if they debuff attack or special attack. It will just, across the board, your offensive stats have decreased. And All also, right, they so are not... Congratulations to Sword and Shield. You're still the competitive Yeah, format. I mean, again, this this would never work for, like, a competitive league. I wish there were still ways to battle other people, because I think it'd be really cool. That'd be interesting, yeah. Uh, I mean, hell, I think DLC is confirmed. So maybe that's something they could add, is battles with other people. Uh. Because I'd love to see how that actually worked. It could be a whole new meta. I'd love to see how people like do that. It's such a unique battle system. It's just so fun to work with, like with Agile. Like how do you want to prioritize moving fast? There's just a lot more thinking involved mm-hmm. in the actual battling rather than the actual like raising of your Pokemon. Yeah. You know? uh, if that makes sense. That that some might say that that was already in the other Pokemon games, but it feels more tangible here. Like there's just a there's a lot more strategy in it, but not in a way that makes it like overbearing or overwhelming. Uh, 
uh, sorry, I, there's just it's just so cool, you know. Like that that was the feature where you could just change Pokemon moves on the fly. I audibly said like, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> As I'm just sitting on my bed marveling at this game. <laughs> uh, but man, I'm telling you, like, I had so It took me about 24 hours to complete, so it was right on the money with the estimates that people said. Yeah. Uh, and I still, like, the thing is, I still have so much to do in that game. Like, I'm not even close to being done. I need to get... Uh, there are Pokemon that I know are in the game that I have not seen yet. So I need to go figure out how to find them. I need to flesh out the Pokedex entries for the Pokemon I already have. Like there, there's already so much to do and I'm, and I've already completed like the main story. So perfect. It, 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 there, it just provides so much more content than I thought there was going to be in it. So, uh, I think that's ev- on it. Okay. So score rating, you said you wanted a score. Yeah. We're keeping track. Um, Tyler, does it beat Halo Infinite, which is an 8 out of 10 right now? I mean, this is probably heavily biased because I'm a regular Pokemon fan. 10 out of 10. I'd give this a 9 out of 10. I would give this game a 9 out of 10. Okay. New leader in the clubhouse is Pokemon Legends Arceus. Like, really, the only thing that is a factor is that the graphics are a little meh. But... Pretty much everything else is amazing. Like, they really impressed me with this game. Like, they had a lot to live up to for fan expectations, and they really, they really impressed me. Like, it seemed yep. like you can feel. I, I talked about this with Fire Emblem, and I haven't really talked about it for a lot of other games, but like, you can feel the passion and the work that went into this game. Like, you that, can. That, f- yeah, that matters. Yeah, it, it does matter. Like that that is that's a tangible feeling that some yeah, games have and some games is. don't. And you know, while this one I, I would say this one you don't you don't it, it's a Pokemon game, so it's harder to get that feeling. But just the just the dialogue and the way they incorporated the lore, like they, they cared about keeping their lore like interesting and also consistent so that it references other things for people to find and speculate about and think like oh that's so cool i remember this detail from from this game uh and all that stuff it you can feel that they actually were like you you can feel the effort you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like they didn't this wasn't this isn't just a cash grab this isn't just like oh look at this shiny new gameplay formula but we didn't do anything with like anything cool with it yeah like they really i feel like pulled out the stops to make this game different and interesting and just quality and i would say it is the best pokemon game i've played in years it's 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 the most i've smiled while playing a pokemon game for a while like for the the right reasons anyway yeah like the amount of times i felt myself like i have felt the smile creep across my face as certain things happened now that could be because you know it it's Sinnoh and seeing a lot of you know yeah, it, it's no secret that like most of the characters in this game are or seem to be ancestors of other characters we see in the present day. But you know, seeing certain characters do certain things or uh, seeing just getting to certain moments in the in the story and just like, oh my god, they actually they actually did that. Uh, it 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 probably does actually rely more on nostalgia than we think. It's just Sinnoh nostalgia 
is new to us. Like seeing it acted upon anyway. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, seeing the cinema nostalgia act upon, uh, acted upon in a game. So it probably doesn't feel. It, it, it simultaneously f- doesn't feel like fan service, but it does, or but it is, but it's in a good way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. Like it, it's done tastefully where it needs to without relying too much on it. Like the, the unique parts about this game shine so so bright in context to just the other things that they pulled uh to keep their you know to keep those references and those connections in for the players because they know that's what we want to see so yeah this game i would totally be confident giving it a nine out of ten i i honestly loved every moment of it just the, the feeling of discovery i had at every turn and just the new things that I thought they weren't going to change. Like, I haven't even told you everything they changed. I've deliberately kept some things from you. If, indeed, you decide to get this game. I'm thinking about it. I mean, like, when the fun when the funds come in, I'm, I am thinking about picking this up, actually, like, sincerely. Like, it, it's going to be hard to avoid the spoilers. And it may not have the same impact on you anymore. Like, if, it, if I had looked up everything that happened in this game, this game's rating would probably be much lower. Because you know I'm all in it for like those oh shit surprise moments. Yeah. Uh, big time. You know that's why I don't understand leakers. I don't understand people who want to see every single fucking bit of a game before it comes out. Because I'll say like some of those moments probably bumped up this game like a point or two. So at least in my book. So. I mean, you talk about things we only see any more of. I mean, looking further than Doctor Strange. That's a different. That's a different story. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that is that's about everything I'll say on Legends Arceus. Uh, I did spoil a few mechanics uh, in the game, but I if feel you're like spoil they are... anything. I, that's a that's a real one. You're, that's what you want to spoil if you're gonna spoil anything. It's just gameplay yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, again, story I think is definitely like you should experience it on your own. I it, like it's it's very it's compelling. Like it's good. Uh, it's not like three houses level like character development storytelling but for pokemon it's it's very good very good very good characters very likable characters that you care about and interact with regularly they're not just one and dones they they return or at least you stay you have time with them for a significant amount of time yeah it it's good it, it's really good nine out of ten go buy the game it's 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 amazing <laughs> all right message received that was good. That was good. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I, I hope that... 55 minutes later. Well done. I, I hope that you get the game, Colby. I really do. All right. I, I'll, I will, I'll put it on the back burner. I mean, I guess that's all I can ask. I know funds are tight right now, and we got curbed. They usually they always you, are. Yeah. Something you definitely want. The window is, the window is closing, so we got to get these checks in so we can get these games purchased. For sure. All right, yeah. isn't um, another game that you recently got, isn't that up next? Oh, Christ, we're an hour in and we're going to do this. I mean, you I mean, I, I'm assuming you haven't completed this one, so no, you, can, you no. can keep this brief if you like. So, such a fucking big game. Uh, yeah, excuse me. Dying Light 2 is what I've been preoccupying myself with. Uh, that's the game I've been playing most of this week uh, has been Dying Light. And... It runs, 
there there have been ups and downs with the game, but I'm enjoying my time with it. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, there, I I have I have expressed my concern of running it on the original Xbox One. Uh, and those concerns have come to light. There's a lot of lag, and there are a lot of glitches. Uh, none of which are super game-breaking. Some of is them... Is this game coming to Switch? It is. It is. Oh, my. I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it already is on Switch. I don't know how it's running. I don't know if I want to know. I must say, I think I know the answer. <laughs> because this game is so fucking... Like, it's so big, dude. Like, oh, my fucking God. That there's no way it runs on Switch. Zero fucking possibility. No fucking chance. I I need to look that up because I I completely fucking forgot it was gonna be on Switch. This game, oh my god, it's it's just so it's so big. There's so much to do. It's almost overwhelming. Like it, it does the thing where there's like there's so many like icons on the map for different things to do at a single time. That it's kind of overwhelming. Like every time I use my survivor sense to look around, there's just like 50 pings all over the place for different things to do. And and what sucks is that you can't immediately do all of them because a lot of them are locked behind. Like you know, it has to be night for you to do this. Uh, can you which time I think, travel? Which honestly, yeah, you can. Which I think is honestly a good a good thing uh, because Dying Light One allows you to escape the night fairly easily. Like, not a lot of missions were night required, so you didn't have to worry about literally the scariest part of the game uh, if you didn't want to. Uh, but this game, a lot of missions are just night missions. A lot of side quests, like, you can only complete them at night, so the game is like, no, you're going to go through this hell that we created for you. <laughs> <laughs> you have no choice, pal. You, you have no choice, which I like. It it makes it definitely gives, it makes the game more challenging. I would say, uh, yeah. It also makes it more rewarding for you to get those combat perks. Uh, the the combat itself has been massively overhauled. Uh, human combat is a lot more frequent and a lot better than it was in Dying Light 1. You're fighting humans pretty much more than you're fighting actual infected, which is which is great. I like that. Um, and, and again, it's not easy. Uh, it is It challenges you. It, it, it's not a walk in the park. Uh, and I have died a good bit. Uh, I have eating shit a lot um you're dying I, a dying light it's true but there's not a huge penalty for dying sometimes if you die in the wrong spot some glitches can activate where you have to like re like you have to fast travel somewhere to get rid of it uh like if you die during certain missions that are timed there's a bug where it's just like a death loop where it will spawn you way far away from the mission so you have no chance of getting to the objective in time Oh boy. And you're just stuck there. Like there that you just can't unless you like restart the game. I was like, yeah, yeah. Just turn it off. So yeah, there are some bugs. Uh but to be fair, Techland is being very open, like on their Discord, they're tweeting about bugs. They are they're not trying to hide any any bugs. They're actively That's saying good. this is what the bug does, this is where it happens, this they're is what we're doing narrative. to fix That's it. Good. This is what you can do. So they're they're being very open. I mean Techland was already like they were very open with everything up to the release of this game. They were interacting with fans. Like, I don't think they are a bad developer. I think I don't think this is a thing of like, oh, they don't care. That's why they all these bugs are in. They they definitely do care. Um, the story is a little wonky. I will say that a little wonky in places. Uh, but 
I feel like it'll be better when I look back on it. Like, when I look back on it as a whole. Because uh, this game is one, like, there are many narratives. Like, you have so many different choices you can make in the game that will change different events, different outcomes. Uh, I didn't really realize the depth of it until I got into a cutscene where uh, we were going over the pl- of a plan of attack. I'm, I'm with this faction, and we go over a plan of attack for taking this radio tower. And the guy said, like, oh, you know... Uh, we needed we needed to return power to the sector, so I was going to send one of my squads to go turn on the power grid, but you already did that. And I remember, like, oh, yeah, fuck, I did go to that power station that, like, I did not have to go to. My objective wasn't there, but I went out of my way to go there, and I turned on the power. And I feel like that cutscene would, like, that would be a part of the mission. Like, oh, you have to go and do that right now. But yeah. since I already did it, That's we, cool. just, we just had to skip that part, and it was mentioned in the dialogue. That's cool. Which was awesome. Uh, and I like that a lot. And they even, like, I didn't even give, because you can give control of those facilities to one of two factions, uh, the peacekeepers or the survivors. Mm-hmm. And I was working with the peacekeepers for this specific cutscene. And they said, like, it's a shame that you handed it over to the other side, but we but we can still use it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, they even take into account, like, what alignment you assign these facilities to, which is awesome. Uh but the fact that this game is so big is kind of a negative for me because of my hardware. Like, there, there's a lot of lag. Some it's loading not, time. It's not an Xbox One game. Some loading times are really like getting into the menu itself can take, take a good like five seconds. Oh boy. Like, it, it can be pretty chuggy sometimes, which is not super great. You but turn your switch into a nuclear bomb. You know what to do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but in the end. Nothing super game-breaking has happened. Most of the glitches have been audio for me, which is annoying. That is annoying. That's really annoying. Yeah, but it's nothing that's unfixable, and it's nothing that's super persistent. Uh, Nothing that a good reset or a good fast travel can't stop. And the rest of the game, like, even if the story isn't super cohesive, like, not all... Like, the way that you are going about doing what your character wants to do with a little kind of roundabout. But I feel like that is kind of something, kind of a side effect of such a choice-based game mm-hmm. that you need to cater to every, you need to try to cater to every player's choice. So I feel like that might be why. And again, when I look back on it, like it, as a whole of what happened in the story, I think it'll be better. It's already getting better right now. There's some interesting twists happening, uh, all sorts of stuff. So, but the real... The real motivator for me to keep playing this game is not the story mo- most of the time. It's more the the abilities that you unlock as you progress. Uh, because Dying Light won, uh, again, story wasn't spectacular, but gameplay was superb. That seems to be the, the consensus on that game, which I totally agree with. This game seems to be kind of following those footsteps, but it's doing a better job of the story. Uh, That's important. But the gameplay, they have just fucking... They've made some changes, some of which I'm sure people do not like, but I think are okay. But just every ability you get, you just feel it. It's like one step closer to like being like this fucking super soldier. Like you can do all sorts of crazy, like awesome parkour moves. You can wall run in this game now, which you couldn't do in Dying Light 1. Uh, all sorts of combat abilities that make 
the combat with like super flowy and really awesome. You do some really cool tricks to turn the tide of battle. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just having a really fun time. Maybe, maybe it's because I know what it's like to be stupid overpowered in Dying Light 1. <laughs> like, I, I know what it's like to have those maxed out stats and be absolutely unstoppable. I know what it's like to be a god. And I want to be that again. So that is what's driving me to, like, gotta find more upgrades. Gotta Tyler's find... thirst for power is gonna be his demise. Maybe, maybe. Like, I gotta find, like, I gotta keep finding these inhibitors to increase my stamina or health. That way I'll have enough stamina or health to unlock these upgrades, such and such, so on and so forth. I mean, the skill tree was always the best part of Dying Light 1, was all the new abilities you unlock. And I feel like I'm getting back to that power level, but this game is just a lot more dangerous. So I have to be on my feet a lot more. Uh, I have to think on my feet a lot more, rather. But... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm having a super fun time with it. I know you don't play Xbox anymore, so I can't really recommend it to you. But if you have an Xbox Series X that can actually, like, deal with all, like, this crazy shit, I would get this game. Because <laughs> I'm sure, like, I don't even, I, I would love to experience what it's like to play this game with, like, actual modern consoles that can handle it. Uh, and again, I keep saying the size of this game is enormous. I know there's a whole other area of the map, and this game already feels, like, twice as big as Dying Light 2's map. And I haven't even unlocked the full extent of the open world. So, uh, again, just a really good omen for the future. Uh, I will. I do want to say, uh, hang on, I'm going to look this guy up because he deserves recognition. Uh, voice acting in this game is a little wonky. Uh, <laughs> it, that was a problem in Dying Light 1, too. Some, some things that people say, just like it doesn't sound like a normal thing that people would say. Uh, which I never thought was, you know, you have that problem in a lot of different video games. Uh, just based on what world you're in, uh, you know, such and such. Uh, there we go. Okay, yeah, I, I figure that was the guy. So, yeah. The dialogue is always is always a little quirky in the Dying Light games. Uh, same with this one, but you just kind of got to learn to accept it. Like, this is just how people act in this world, uh, and... You know, worst comes worst. It's, it's pretty funny, and a lot of the side quest characters have been pretty memorable. At least the things that you do for them have been. So it's nothing super. It's nothing overly bland, at least in my opinion. But I do want to give a shout out to the absolute highlight of this game's voice acting, and that is Jonah Scott as the main character, Aiden Caldwell. Like he carries I, this. He absolutely. He carries this game. His, this game's voice acting on his fucking back. Like, <laughs> him, like, he is Good the... Good job, Aiden. Shout out. Like, the, the, he is the absolute standout. Like, no questions asked. He, you can tell. Like, even from his tweets, I'm gonna, I can't believe I'm not following him on Twitter right now, but I'm gonna do it right now. Uh, Congrats, Aiden. You just gotta follow. You, you just gotta follow, pal. Well, I mean... Thank you for your hard work. Like, he's... He's very interactive with the community. Oh, what's uh, his name? Jonah. He says his name's Jonas. J- Jonah Scott oh, is his thank name. You. Thank you, Jonah. Uh, Joe Zija follows him. So I keep saying his character's name. Two, fucking up. So two legends uh, following each other. But, it's true. Yeah, Jonah Scott, dude. He he laid it all on the floor for this performance. Uh, the original protagonist of Dying Light One was called Kyle. His name was Kyle Crane. Uh, and he was voiced by 
Roger Craig Smith, voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, and it was really funny because so many people mistook. Did you hear Sonic in his voice? A little. You can hear it a little. Some people have actually made Sonic animations using dying light dialogue, and it's so <laughs> fucking funny. Uh, but you could hear it a little bit. Uh, he's also the voice of Mirage in Apex Legends. So You did uh, tell me that. Yeah, so Roger Craig Smith is just kind of a voice acting legend. Another legend. So many people thought that Jonas that that Aiden was voiced by Roger Craig Smith because he. I'm not gonna lie, they sound incredibly similar. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I I will I will actually after this recording is done I will play you voice clips like it's uncanny. Uh, also, and, shout out Sonic. Trilogy. Yeah, of course. Sean, Sonic mo- movie three is already announced. Movie two on the way. Son- Did, apparently, a Knuckles TV spinoff series is coming too. Sonic's having a great year. Very early, yes. But yeah, it even in Dying Light one, Kyle Crane and Roger Craig Smith voicing him, they also carried that game as well. So these two games have a very strong, very strong protagonist leads, and just. Their dialogue is so fucking amazing. Like they can be badass. They can be, they can be like so over everything, uh, and just the the vulgar nature of the dialogue in Dying Light allows them to to do some really interesting dialogue with them. Uh, but Aiden for sure feels like like both of the protagonists felt like the most human characters in the game, uh, and it really felt like like it made them much more relatable. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and Aiden has a lot more of a story, like of a backstory, than Kyle does. Yeah. Like Kyle was more about like he he his whole thing was that he was an agent hired by the government to go into the first infected city of the world, Haran, mm-hmm. uh, and to not even like they it wasn't that like mission up. Yeah, it wasn't a helping the people mission. It was a this government fugitive is on the loose. We need you to go and stop that. Uh, but over time, he learned to care for the people of the of the city and that it was worth saving and not just abandoning. Uh, and in the end, he turns against like the, this cold, like militaristic organization that he was originally working for and sides with the people of the city. Uh, Aiden has a bit more of like it's a lot more personal, like you get to know like his backstory. There's a lot of flashback scenes. Yeah. It's a lot more of like, oh, we're going to delve into this guy's past rather than his present. Uh, honestly, it's it's kind of not right now. They're they're in the very early game. It was all about like his past, but right now it's a lot of like the power struggle of the two factions within oh, the three factions within the city and how this whole war is going to play out. And uh, yeah, again, just Jonas Scott, amazing. Uh, before I move on from voice acting, he just did a great job, uh, and I have no doubt that he'll have some st- still have an amazing performance uh even for the rest of the game he Mm -hmm. just he's just awesome so in the event that he ever watches this uh hi jonah you're cool uh (laughs) but speaking of comparisons between the two dying lights uh the one last thing i want to say is the music uh dying light had a very synthy uh like technological sort of soundtrack uh a lot of synth a lot of bass uh uh, at least Dying Light 1 did. Uh, 
and, and you like it was very distinct like it's hard to describe but you would understand what i'm talking about if you heard the music uh some of that returns in dying light 2 even though it is a new composer uh but it feels more grandiose in this game like there's a lot more orchestra in this game in the tracks and like the chase scenes and the the big the big moments of the story uh a lot more climactic it feels rather than the first game which i feel like makes sense because in the first game you are ent- you are a man entering you are a man that comes from outside the walls of this city and it's the first city that faces the infection like the rest of the world is watching this unfold but this city is right now the, the only one with the infection and now skip forward i think like 20 plus years to this game and now you are a man coming from outside the walls of the last city on earth that is still standing in this whole epidemic like pretty much it is implied that everything else completely fucked or at least really really bad but this city is kind of like the last bastion of humanity at its peak or at least at its survivable rate so it's a lot i feel like the music makes sense but the homages to the first game are not lost like they're still in there but they're all they're mixed and and changed with this more grandiose and epic score uh just something that i found myself thinking about while i was playing and you know so anything any aspect of a game that gets me to think like that is pretty fucking cool so uh i feel really bad because i feel like i've kind of dominated this episode so far i haven't really given you a chance to talk like, I, I i i don't know what i can add to be honest yeah, sorry about that. But that's everything I had on Dying Light 2. I'm having a really good time with it. You know, some bugs and glitches aside uh, and some performance issues. Uh, I'm having a good time with it. And it's 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 shaping out to be everything I wanted and more, which I hope stays consistent. That's good, yeah. Since I think it's like my top, I think it's like my third favorite game of all time. <laughs> it's up there. It's definitely yeah, up so, there. Yeah, uh, I'll, once I finish that, I'll be. You can add another score to the to the board once I'm done with that. So. I already I, I already have the game added. Just waiting on a score. Oh fuck. So yeah, that's uh, that is everything from me. We're already an hour and thirty in. Anything else you want to add? I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing else. Uh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. sorry. I am. I'm sorry. I feel like I. I just didn't give you a fucking chance this episode. No, it's fine. I mean, listen, I know when to let my stars take over, and today oh. was one of those days. Oh, shush. But, yeah, no, that's all I got. Um, I guess I'll plug the tournament. If you're still here, I'll plug the tournament one last time. 7.30 Eastern, Saturday night. Switch It Up's going to be partaking in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Tournament, about an hour long, with hosted by the Big Drink Energy Podcast and featuring plenty others. So... Not only is it a great opportunity for us to collab with some podcasts, it's a great opportunity for you guys to swing by and come hang out. So definitely recommend that. And hopefully we uh, hopefully we, we, we find our rhythm before Saturday because it's not looking good right now. Uh, I'll plop the cartridges in right after we stop recording. Oh, man. Good. I guess I'm going to need some help. Well, after I finish up a bit of homework. But then I will start. I there you go. Love it. Yeah, this week is pretty fucking crazy for me. So yeah, me I too. Might, so. I might not be able to get a lot in, uh, but just loosen I, up the I thumbs. Will, that's all I ask. I'll do my best. There you go. Love it. I'll have to at least get like you know what what build I want 
So, yeah. Uh, is that everything that you have <laughs> for this? That's all, that's, that's all I got, man. I mean, we had a fucking jam-packed one last week, so I, mean, I had to come back, kind of come back on Earth a little bit. I think, like, you had 15 minutes of dialogue in this hour and 25 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's, sorry. I mean, it, no, it's fine. Next, it's next fine. week we'll do a Fire Emblem Three Hopes uh, oh, God. <laughs> speculation no, oh, oh, episode, God. just we'll... to rebalance things. Oh God! I, I, listen, we're we're at a good streak. We have one episode in a row where we have not talked about Fire Emblem Three Hopes, so this is a good streak we're starting. We're practicing discipline. Uh, that will not last long. I'm no, sure. not in the slightest. But then Curb, I mean, Curb's coming out soon too, so we'll have yeah, to talk is... about that game a good amount too. Yeah, no, that's definitely what I'm getting. Then I'll be able to finally pitch in on one of these damn reviews. That's true. You, I've been reviewing most of the stuff these days, you, haven't I? Yeah, you have. It's all right. I, I know you've been you've been short on the cash, so it's uh, all that's right. a, Hopefully that's about to change. So yeah, no, get, I mean, get ready, it, people. I'm going to buy every game out there. I mean, hey, the last time we worked at a golf course, wasn't a fan, but the tips were nice. Tips are very nice. It's tips good that nice. It's a good. It's good that mostly rich people play golf, or at least rich it's, people it's, go to country yeah, clubs to um, play golf. <laughs> it's true. Yes, that that is a nice luxury to have. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. All right. Well, I guess I I better not waste another second. Got to plot Mario Kart in. So, I gotta go thank inside. you guys My- so much for listening this far in the episode. If indeed you still have, you guys are our secret audience. Uh, you guys who always listen to the true. end of the episodes. Uh, we truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, if you want a way to support the podcast, the best way that we can offer to you is to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That's the most direct way we can receive feedback from you guys. Uh, of course, you are free to uh, interact with us directly on our socials. Those links will be down in the description below. DM us. We can start up a conversation. Always fun to see what you guys are thinking of the episodes or in the gaming world in general. Uh, also, recommend it to a friend. Uh, you know, if you see if you have any gaming friends or people who you think we would like what we ramble on about here shoot them our way and we'll and we'll try and entertain them the best we can uh but yeah colby any final remarks before we head off to our training arc of this (laughs) of the story we found ourselves in no i've got i've got i've got i've got nothing um again comes swing by saturday night but other than that um yeah, thank you as always, guys. We always appreciate it. Tell a friend to tell a friend. All right, all right. I will say, I did wear that Kamek shirt uh, <laughs> to bed to bed last night. Uh, so I, I felt his knowledge coursing See, through my veins. <laughs> That's why you're able to talk so much and so knowledgeably, because Kamek's knowledge just seeped into you overnight. It, it definitely gave me a refresher, for sure. Good, I'm glad. He, he'll do that. But, uh, Is he in Mario Kart? No. I don't I think would, any, totally, he might be like in a background on the track or something. I would have totally played as him, but eh, whatever. It's okay. Daisy will do. Yeah, but uh, all right. Well, I'm tired, so thank you guys. Likewise. Thank you guys so much for listening, and stay tuned for the next one. Have a good one. Man.